part of the vision that we have been sharing over the last couple of years. It aligns with the vision for new territory. Last year, we spoke a lot from the passage in Joshua chapter 17. If you were around last year, you would have heard a bit of teaching that came out of that. Where the people of Joseph said to Joshua, basically, listen, uh, Joshua, we're not that happy with the allotment of land that we've been given as our inheritance. It, it, It doesn't look as good as we kind of had envisioned, and we're not actually that thrilled with what we've been given. Now, in my prep, I noticed the phrase, the people of Joseph came to Joshua. I don't know if that strikes you at all, but and I don't know if you take it literally the whole tribe, the whole group of people actually gathered to meet with Joshua, but it says the people of Joseph came to Joshua, not just Joseph himself. And we've spoken this year about unity. I see the unified people who are not happy with what they've been given. There's a sense of all of the people of Joseph are saying to Joshua, we're all not happy with what we've been given. It's not just Joseph who's unhappy. It's actually all of us, and there's a sense of they're unified around the fact that there's not enough. They haven't been given what they'd hoped for. Now, we know the Bible says where there is unity, God commands a blessing. Now, unity does not always look the same as agreement. Do you understand that? Because not everyone agrees with the details of vision. But unity is that we all move in the same direction out of obedience to God's calling and direction for us as a church. People won't always agree on the detail. I'm quite okay with that. I realize that we all have preferences. I certainly have them. You will have some. We don't always have to agree on the detail, but we do have to agree to move in the same direction that God is calling us to move as a church and follow his leading. So the people of Joseph are the ones who believe together that God has more for them than what they are currently seeing. This year, again, we've spoken on the more. If you've been around, you'll have heard us speak about more, that we as a church have more that God has in store for us. I trust you believe that. I trust you're beginning to see that God has more in store for our church than we possibly have ever realized. But the more that the people of Joseph were looking for was going to be much harder work than they would have liked. You see, when we see Joshua's response, his response is different in what he sees against what the people of Joseph see. The people of Joseph see trees filling the land and an enemy inheriting their territory. And they see hard work and they see difficulty and they're not happy with what they see. But you see, Joshua has a different way of seeing it. Joshua sees hard work yielding a great and fruitful land and a greater increase of territory. But what the people of Joseph see is just the hard work and just the opposition. Let's have a read of that passage again. Refresh it to us this morning. Joshua 17, verse 14 to 18. The people of Joshua said to, oh, sorry, of Joseph said to Joshua, Why have you given us only one allotment and one portion for an inheritance? We are a numerous people, and the Lord has blessed us abundantly. Now watch Joshua's response. If you are so numerous, Joshua answered, And if the hill country of Ephraim is too small for you, go up into the forest and clear land for yourselves, there in the land of the Perizzites and the Raphites. The people of Joseph replied, the hill country is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites who live in the plain have chariots fitted with iron, both those in Beth Shan and its settlements and those in the valley of Jezreel. But Joshua said to the tribes of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, you are numerous and very powerful. You will have not only one allotment, 
but the forested hill country as well. Clear it, and its farthest limits will be yours. Though the Canaanites have chariots fitted with iron, and though they are strong, you can drive them out. Joshua sees the same challenge and the same opposition. He just chooses to see it differently. Now, they recognize that they are blessed and they are numerous and God has blessed them. And out of that blessing, Joshua says, yes, you are numerous and blessed and powerful and you can inherit the land. And yes, there will be hard work and yes, there will be opposition. But if you're up for it, I'll tell you what, you can inherit the land. And if you'll clear the trees, the farthest limits will also be yours. But the more was going to be hard work. It was going to encounter opposition from the enemy. I don't know if you realize this, I'm sure you do, but new territory does not always come easy, does it? Growth, breakthrough in your life, has it just come easy? Not always, it doesn't always come easy. So it was a matter of whether the people of Joseph were up for the hard work to bear the fruit and increase territory that they had been given. Notice Joshua says, the forested hill country as well, clear it and its farthest limits will be yours. The more for Joseph and his people was behind the hard work. It wasn't just going to come. Not always when God promises us stuff, is it just going to happen? It doesn't just turn up because somebody declares it from a pulpit or preaches it or sees a vision and thinks, boy, this is the direction we're going. And it's not just going to be always smooth sailing. There's going to be some hard work. And our breakthrough in our new territory and the more lies behind the hard work. And the opposition. What I love about Life Church, our church here, is we don't pretend through some hyper faith perception that the more will just happen because God said it would. I love that about our church, but we're up for the challenge of hard work. Are you with me this morning? As soon as I said we're up for the challenge of hard work, I felt the amen in the room. The reason I know that is because we have a church full of people who are servants. Servants carry the load that breaks us into the more God has because of the kingdom of God is advanced on the backs of an army of servants. Do you believe that? Not just advanced because someone has a great idea, because someone has a great vision, because someone believes God has great breakthrough for us. It doesn't just advance because of a nice strategy or a good plan. God's kingdom is advanced on the backs of servants. People who are willing to say, God, we're up for the hard work. We're willing to do what it takes. We're committed to seeing us move forward into all that you have for us, but we recognize that we're going to have to carry the load. Is partnering with a church in Thailand easy? No. It's added hard work. But we're committed to sending teams, to sending leaders to help train them. We're committed to praying for them and supporting them. To have a church in Thailand means that there's financial implications. Many of you have already given in this year's offering, reach offering, to make sure that that could happen. And it's all part of seeing increased territory. You see, at the back end of hard work and commitment, we're going to see greater breakthrough and greater growth. We've also spoken this year about bigness. So I'm really recapping our year and trying to give you a sense of where God has been leading us. The sense of how there's a bigness about the people of Life Church. We are a generous church. Do you agree with that? I mean, we're sitting in this facility 
Not just because someone had an idea and God miraculously made it turn up. You're recognizing this, don't you? This building, this place, this church exists because of the hard work of servants who are committed to vision, committed to making it come to pass. That's why we're sitting in here today. That's why we're so blessed. That didn't just happen all on its own. There was a vision that came from God, but it took the people of God to say yes to the vision for us to see it fulfilled. It took hard work, and we were willing to do it. We're blessed. There's a generosity about our people. By the way, tonight I'm going to be sharing again. And I want to share some prophetic words or some snippets of prophetic words that David and Greta Peters gave our leadership team that are going to kind of support the direction that we're going in as a church. So if you want to hear that, I encourage you to come out tonight. So I think it'll be great and it'll be a blessing to you. So we're a generous church. We're a church who does not settle down and just accept our allotment of territory. That's what I love about our people because it would be really easy just to stay and just to settle and just to remain where we are. But nothing about the kingdom of God remains. Nothing about the kingdom of God stays the same. It's always moving forward and always advancing. And I love our church because we built a building and we, we arrived in it, but we never settled down. And our desire is to never settle down, but to always be willing to follow God and his leading. I spoke earlier this year that I felt God say, there is more room in your midst. There is more room for more people, for more breakthrough. And I still feel that in my heart, that our people are generous with their time, with their resources, and with their expertise. That's why we're able to add many different ministries and work as a church. We've done so this year. If you've been around, you will have noticed it. We've asked you to give and help with Red Frogs ministry this year, a ministry into the universities. We've asked you to support Christmas gift to the city. It's a big deal because this year we've given up our own Christmas production in order to be a blessing to our city. In other words, we've said we're willing to sacrifice in order to make sure we're a blessing. And I don't know about you, I love our Christmas production, but we're willing to say, hey, we want to be a blessing to the city. Very shortly, you'll hear about Christmas box that's coming up again this year. We've increased our partnership with New Zealand and Beyond Conference next year. We've decided we want to help make that conference great in the South Island, and we want to have an influence across our nation. But we know when we say these things, it's going to require work from our people. It'll require our people to take time off work to serve at it. We're asking our people also to attend the conference, to help make that conference a fantastic blessing to our city, our region, and the South Island. We've asked you this year, and we ask you regularly to serve in church. Be a part of making church great so people can belong and people can go on in their own time to believe. And it's all because there's a bigness about the people of Life Church. Sounds like a good sales pitch, doesn't it? Some of you sitting there, what's he selling us? Look, this is not a sales pitch this morning. It's me prophesying and declaring what I believe God has said. Trust me, if I didn't believe it was God that said it, I would stay quiet. And I know a lot of you find that hard to believe, but I, I would stay quiet. If I didn't feel it was God, I wouldn't say anything about it. But because I believe it is him, I also believe it is my job to encourage us and to prepare us for what God has in store for our future. Here are a few things we've spoken about over the last 18 months that I kind of want to recap with you as we prepare for what God has in store. 
I've already alluded to it this morning, new territory. I believe with all my heart, God has new territory for us to discover. Momentum. We've spoken about momentum. This is going back into last year. Momentum was not merely the motion. Do you remember this? Which was motus, but was the power residing within a moving object captured by today's mathematical definitions. I put it like this. The power of almighty God residing in us as we move forward in faith. But notice it's the moving forward. Momentum doesn't happen if we stay where we are. Momentum happens as we move forward in faith. And it doesn't happen with good wishes and good ideas and a nice plan. It happens with the power of the almighty God residing within us. The Bible says it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. We don't want to go anywhere if the spirit doesn't go with us. Because he's the power within us that will see us get great momentum into what God has for us. Then we spoke on more this year. God has more for us as individuals, and he has more for us as a church. We spoke on unity. We move forward together in the direction God has planned for us. We stay unified around what is important. And what is important is Jesus and his mandate that he gave us for the Great Commission to reach out and make disciples. Those things we keep as the main thing. Those things we can be in unity about. We may not agree on all the detail of how we outwork that, but we agree to align ourselves. Jesus is the most important. People need to hear about Jesus. It's Jesus that sets people free and gives them the right to become sons and children of God. True? Sons and daughters. So Jesus is the main thing. And his mandate on the church was the mission of God to reach out wherever we can. That we can be in unity about. That is at the center of the heart of the local church. Is we don't just settle down with the group we have now, but we have a desire to move out on mission for God to win souls for him. So we can be in unity about what is important. Bigness. As I've already said, there is a bigness and generosity about life church. Then this year we spoke on reach. Reach up, reach in, and here it is again, reach out. God's reach is extended through our reach. We reach for all the more God has for us in unity out of the bigness of who we are as a church with constant generosity to lay hold of the territory that God has for us. Though it takes hard work, we are ready and we do it with the power of the almighty God residing in us. And with faith, we move forward, which gives us momentum that will last. And we do it to see God's kingdom advance. I just put all of the things I've preached into one paragraph. But it works, doesn't it? Can you see God's leading and God's direction within where we've been heading? Last year, I shared a vision. Jono, if you can give me that painting. And I said I would like to get it painted at some point. I don't know if you remember this. I never actually thought anyone would actually paint it for me, but Jessica Tull painted the vision that I had and painted it for me. Can, can you see that on the camera? Everybody see that? Can you see what it is? See the main river that's flowing? There's great momentum about the river. But notice all the little streams that fill that main river. Thanks, mate. I brought that all just for that. Now, the picture I saw was of a powerful river running down through a valley. It was very swift. It had major momentum about it. But this river had lots of small streams all feeding into that river. These streams were of all different sizes, but they were all feeding the main river. 
The river would not have any major momentum without the small streams that were feeding it. I felt God speak to me and say, each individual who serves the vision of this local church, who commits to giving week in, week out through tithes, those who will give in the Thanksgiving faith offerings, serve in car park, cafe, cleaning teams, life groups, mentoring, encourage and pray for others, welcome new people, and the list goes on and on and on. Serve in life groups, you name it, there's so many areas are all a part of creating great forward momentum and fill a river that will go on to reach many more people with God's love, with a gospel of hope. This is how I see vision being fulfilled. It's where everybody does what they can to contribute. Notice it lines up with the kingdom of God advancing on the backs of servants, those who are willing to give what God has given to them and entrusted to them in order to help our community of faith to have a great momentum and go on and reach many, many more lives. Folks, there are many more people that need to have a reality of Jesus. Everything I've said is achieved because we live out one of our core values as a church. The core value is blessed to be a blessing. Do you believe we're blessed? I mean, that should get a big amen. Really, we are blessed. We're not only blessed with the church family we have, we're blessed with the nation we're in, whether you realize that or not, we are blessed. We are free to worship God. We are free to gather together. There is no opposition to us gathering, not at this point anyway, gathering together and meeting in the name of Jesus. We are blessed. We are so blessed. And because we are blessed, we have to be a blessing. It's the call of God upon us, but it's also one of our core values. The church you and I are called to be are people who are witnesses wherever we go. We as a local church are committed to seeing the kingdom of God expand on the earth through our faithfulness, to see his reach furthered through our reach. I know I've spoken about that already. We don't just want to increase our reach for our own egos or to increase our own brand. You might say, well, you know, of course we don't. I'll tell you what, that happens. And it can happen because as people, as human beings, we can have ambition. And so we've always got to check our ambition. What's my ambition behind this? What's the natural part of me that is enjoying this? And we've got to always check that it's not for our egos or it's not for our brand or it's not for our ambition, but to make Jesus known and increase his reach. And in so many ways, we're seeing that happen. We're seeing the reach of God extended because of the faithfulness of our people. But it's got to always be about getting Jesus out to people. It's never got to be about big and, and flashy and exciting for the sake of it. Those things matter, okay, because it's like the packaging around the message. The message has never changed, but some of the packaging does. So the things we do matter greatly, but they're not the be-all, end-all. The reality is it's got to be about getting the truth of who Jesus is into the hands of people who need to hear about him. And it's not just in Thailand that people need to hear about Jesus. It's here in our nation and here in our city. (laughs) So I want to share a few verses with you that I believe really, really matter. You've heard them spoken about by me many, many times. I just want to give you two verses, one in particular that you'll, you'll recognize. Matthew 28, 19 to 21. You could preach this every week, by the way, and it would be relevant. But never should never lose its power. You should never sit there and hear someone preach on Matthew 28 and think, oh, we've heard this. No, no, this is the mandate on the church. So let's reignite the mandate. Matthew 28, 19 to 21. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. To me, those verses both speak of expansion and territory. We receive his power for the increased territory and we will be his witnesses throughout the earth. God has mandated it. The church would stretch out to every part of the earth. Every part. Not some parts, not hidden away. Every part of the earth. And we would have the power of the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses wherever we go. I don't know about you, that gets me excited. It means it's not down to my ability or strength or what I have, but it's down to the power of the Holy Spirit. If we'll be obedient and step out and reach out and do what God said, then we can do it, and it's done in the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't need a great vision to stretch out or reach out because God already said, go to every part of the earth and share the gospel. God gave the vision. It's not a new vision when we start to do it. It's not man's idea. It's God's. He instituted it. He said, you will go to every part of the earth. And the gospel will spread and you will have the power of the Holy Spirit. So both passages are about increased territory and growth and reaching people with the truth of who Jesus is. I want to share with you what I feel is next for us as a church in increasing our territory. See, we feel as a leadership team and as a staff that it's our time to plant a campus. Or put it this way, to plant another outpost to stretch out and reach out and see more people given the chance to come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. As I said, it's not because it's popular. It's not because it's just, let's just do something else. It's because God has mandated it. He said, stretch out, reach out, go beyond. I encourage you to come and hear the prophetic words tonight, but we really believe this is our time. So next September, we're going to plant a campus. Why next September? Well, Next September gives us time to plan, plan well, and to fill in the details that we need in order to plan a campus well and ensure a successful journey. We haven't just jumped in, we're doing it tomorrow. No, no, we're going to plan well for this because we feel at the moment God's given us the vision, but we've got to put some detail in place. Thank goodness we've got some smart people around who know how to do detail well. We've got great advisors and people who are smart about this stuff. So we've got a vision from God. At this point, it's a vision. We've got a location. We know we want to plant. We want to step out. We've got a timing. I believe vision and timing are important to be aligned. You can have the right vision, wrong time. It won't happen. Or right time, wrong vision. It won't happen. Right vision, right timing are really important to seeing it succeed. So we've given plenty of time out to next September. The outpost location, would you like to know where that is? Probably know already. The front row want to know, but they already know. It's going to be Lincoln. We feel to put an outpost in Lincoln. We feel that it's time for us to have this outpost in the Selwyn area. And Lincoln is an obedient step to the Lord and where we feel him calling us and leading us. I don't always think you have to get a location from God, by the way. I think if you just see a need and you meet it, you're you're fulfilling God's mandate anyhow. But this is an obedient step because we felt God say, this is the location. But why Lincoln? Why Lincoln? Well, let me start by sharing from my heart for a moment. Forgive me, leaders, if you were at PIV last week, you will have already heard this, but, or two weeks ago, whenever it was. I just want to kind of give you my heart to where this whole journey started because 
I was out walking and praying one day and at Pegasus Beach, if you know where Pegasus is, and I was just out. I wasn't looking for any great vision. I wasn't looking for God to say anything smart or clever or give me great vision or any of that stuff. I, I was just simply spending time with the Lord and praying, which is a good thing to do. And often I am asking God for what's next because I'm freaking out because I've got no clue, so God has to tell me. But this time I was just wanting to hang out with God. And I was just speaking to God and praying and had my worship music at times as well. And I walked a long way. And then I was just contemplating back over the journey of this church, 30 years as a church. And what an amazing journey. And I was thinking about Paul and Jill and their leadership over 30 years, their faithfulness to build what they've built, to trust God and to to serve him the way they have, that many of us are saved because of him. I, I'm saved. I'm one of the, the sons, the, the, some of the fruit of their, their, their obedience to the Lord to come out and plant. And I was just pondering on the fact that what an amazing journey. And Lord, if I could be faithful as well, if I, if I could do what they've done and just be faithful with what you've given me. And I was pondering that. And I realized that they had been planted out of City New Life in 1987. So they came out as a church plant, out of a church that was a planting, sending church. At the leaders' meeting, Paul Bennett's talked about how Peter Morrow, it was him who was the church planter. He had a heart to plant churches, which is pretty cool. And Paul and Jill were one of those church plants that came out. So I was just pondering on this idea that we were a church plant. We weren't an original. We were a plant out of another church, which was pretty cool. And then I felt God speaking to my spirit. I'm calling you in Life Church to plant churches. And I thought, that's a wild thought. Because there's no way, Lord, I'm coming up with that thought. And here's why I knew it wasn't me, right? You're always checking ambition, okay? So here is me giving you transparency of my heart. I didn't want more. I wanted less. It was already overwhelming to lead the church and to take over from pastors who had led for 30 years. As I was walking and talking with the Lord, I felt that was so strongly in my heart. Well, God, we can't plant churches. It's hard enough to lead one church. Or it's hard enough to do what we're doing now. That was my perspective. That's just the truth of my heart. As it is, God, I need your help with this. But I I felt like, so here's what I said to God. Okay, God, because I couldn't shake it. I'll put that thought on the shelf. I won't think about it again, and I won't entertain it again. But if you bring it back across my path, I'll tell you what, we'll be obedient to it. Well, it's funny how it works with the Lord, but I could not shake that thought. I could not get rid of it. It just kept coming back. And coming back. By the way, on that walk was also where God spoke to me about Ephesians 3.20. I am able to do more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine. I felt God speak to me about the bigness of the people of Life Church and the generosity of our people. God began to speak some things into my spirit that really helped me to think God is in this. This walk is where the more bigness and unity came from and generosity. It was just while I was walking and talking with the Lord. I didn't go to get vision, but it's where God began to shape the preaching for this year. I said to the Lord, as I said, I'll put that on the shelf, but I'll be obedient if you do. Well, what I do when I have trouble, and I have it regularly, so I walk a lot, as I go and walk with Paul Bennett. Now, Paul Bennett is my personal advisor, and I use him as a sounding board, and when I'm worrying about stuff or thinking through stuff, and I went for a walk with him to say, oh, I've got this crazy sense of what God is saying to me, around this vision of planting a church. And I thought he'd say, well, that's a crazy idea. What are you doing that for? You've only been going 18 months. Don't be silly. You know? And I thought that would be wise. But Paul is wise, and he simply encouraged me around vision and said, if it's from God, test it. Test it. And if you feel it's God, be obedient to his leading. Trust God. Because if God is calling you, and God is giving us a sense of that, 
God will also resource it. And it lined up with the bigness of Life Church. The more that we have, the generosity of our people, God's already resourced it. It's just that I hadn't seen it that way. So we would walk and talk. And as we were walking and talking in Lincoln, I was sort of talking about, I have no idea where you even would plant a church. You know, oh, where do you go? India? I have no idea where to plant a church. Lord, what, what would it look like? And what do you do? And how do you do it? And as we were walking and talking, I felt God say, right here, Lincoln. Lincoln? Really? It's not like a big city or anything. It's Lincoln. No, Lincoln's great. I'm not, I'm not. Lincoln's awesome. But Lincoln, Lord, really, I mean, we're just walking and talking here. This is where Paul and Jill live. For goodness sake, it can't be Lincoln. And he says to me, well, I'm not going to it if it's in Lincoln. People will think you're doing it. I'm not going to be the pastor of the church in Lincoln. Uh, no, that's okay. You, you don't have to be. Uh, and I, I got a shock that the Lord was saying it's Lincoln. See, God had me walking and talking in the place where he would actually call us to plant a church and plant a campus. If you ask me, God had been setting this up for some years by moving Paul and Jill out there to live out there. I reckon they didn't realize it. But we also had a work in the university with Red Frogs, and Red Frogs Ministry is an amazing ministry that's you know, come out of life in Auckland, and we partner with that, and we run the, the South Island part of it, right? And Julia heads that up. And you know, we're going into university to change a culture, to support a young adult generation who seem to be without hope a lot of the time. There's a drinking culture that's disastrous. And we've got university students, and, and not even university students, people of our church who are willing to say, I want to come in and make a difference and let my light shine. And we have a work in Lincoln University, so it kind of was like, well, Lord, this sort of makes sense. So much was beginning to feel right. So we're calling it Selwyn Life Church. Selwyn, or Life Church Selwyn, Selwyn Life Church. Why Selwyn? Let me give you a few stats. There are about 7,000 people living in Lincoln. There are 3,000 in Prebleton right now, which is just up the road. If you look at Selwyn and include Rolleston, currently there are 11,800 people in Rolleston. Selwyn, as a catchment, is one of the fastest growing areas in New Zealand. In those three areas alone, we have over 20,000 people and plans for far more. In the university at Lincoln, and here's why Lincoln is a key to Selwyn for me, there are 2,500 students in the university. 38% are from overseas, with students from more than 60 countries. Lincoln University has the highest proportion of students with families studying on any campus in New Zealand currently. They've just begun a $206 million construction of an agricultural research center, the largest in the southern hemisphere, hosting close to 1,000 scientists. So the number of people that we would begin to look to reach looks good. There's a great reason for us to let our light shine in Selwyn. We have the university work with red frogs. That's good. We have a number of people living in the Selwyn area, which is also good. But beyond all of that, we have a word from God to be obedient to. And I think more than anything, that's the most important thing. Because when you begin to look and see this hard work, there's trees to be cleared. There's going to probably be opposition. If it's only down to stats or good reasons, maybe we won't succeed. But if we have a word from God to be obedient to, then we're willing to do the hard work. And we're willing to go against the opposition. And we're willing to step into that space because new territory lies behind hard work and opposition. But thanks to God, we've got a sense, in my heart at least, and I know in the team's hearts, that this is the time that God is calling us to do it.
Now, a message like this today will give you lots of questions. I know it will. We may not have all the answers that you would like right now. That's why we have plenty of lead-in time. And next year, we're going to have some info nights and interest nights along the way. Kind of give us time to plan some of the detail well. I know for many of us here, this is going to be a paradigm shift, a mindset shift. Therefore, we need to take our time and do that well. See, if we now become a church in multiple locations, maybe I won't see my friends on a Sunday because maybe they're serving. and I don't know what it might look like, but it takes a mindset shift. I come to church and I love just gathering. Yeah, but we're on mission. And mission means I'm willing to be uncomfortable in order to reach more lives. But that takes time for us to catch again the missional component that God has given us as a church, and he's mandated the church worldwide. So we have time. God, we need a yes in our spirit. See, it's, it's, it's not enough to have a good idea from the guy up the front, that that's not going to sustain it. It's got to be a yes, and the Holy Spirit has to seed that in our hearts. It's the Holy Spirit that needs to place it in the heart of every person that's a part of Life Church. Because without that, we can't, we can't be in unity. I know it's the Holy Spirit and the bond of peace that's going to bring unity, that this is the right direction for us as a church, but we need the Holy Spirit to speak that into your hearts. So we need to give plenty of time for the Holy Spirit to lead because it's the power of Almighty God residing within us that gives us forward momentum. We believe next September is the right time, but we need God to lead and God to guide. We don't want this to be a brand thing, an ideal thing. It's got to be God leading it, and it's got to be to make Jesus famous. Worship team, can you come back and join me? I'm not quite finished. Don't get too excited. I'm not quite there, but I'm just going to ask the team to come back. Help me with this next bit. So the why. So we don't have all the detail yet, but the most important part at the start of vision is to get the why in your heart and the why in your spirit. Now the why is to let our light shine that people might come to know Jesus. It's that simple. We're going to let our light shine wherever we can. We want to continue to fulfill the great commission to go. You never see the stay. You only see the go. God is always a God that's activating his church, activating his people to see the kingdom of God expand. He's always sending you. He's never asking you just to stop and stay put. Now, I mean that as far as the call of God and the willingness to to see the great commission fulfilled. God has always got his church on mission, and the call of God was to go. So we as a church are going, and that's the why, to reach people and make disciples. It's not to shine a light that's brighter than someone else's light down the road and attract their people from their church to ours. That is not the heart or the intention of this at all. If it was that, it's a waste of time. But we need to reach people who right now don't have a reality of Jesus Christ in our life. Our prayer is for our church family to catch a fresh sense of mission. That a number of people in this place would put up their hand and say yes to pioneer this new work through. I believe there are people in this auditorium today, you have that entrepreneurial spirit, that kind of let's get it started kind of thing. A pioneer spirit. And I, I get a sense that even as we're talking about this over the coming months, that the Holy Spirit will begin to touch certain hearts to say, hey, Count me in to help pioneer something new to reach more people with the love and hope of Jesus Christ. We know it'll be hard work. Not silly about that. We realize that. I'm just going to stop on this for a moment. I feel something in my heart to say. Do you know you're hearing a lot of vision, hearing a lot of the future, hearing us point in a, in a direction that's always up the road. It's like always pushing mission, always pushing where we're heading. It's kind of the way I'm wired. It's kind of the way I'm geared. But we're not going to do all of that and negate the care for the people in our church. 
feel this just prompting in my heart and my spirit this morning. We have got a multiple, multiple staff, lots of different giftings and makeup. And, you know, we love our people of our church. We'll continue to care for you and put on programs that help you grow, that help care for you, that will pastorally take care of you. We're not ever going to negate the role of looking after God's people. But it's that balance with mission. Do you hear my heart? It's not to sacrifice what we have here, but it's to add to it. And it's to fire the mission that comes in our heart. We're aware that when people get whole, they get breakthrough, they're so much more willing to be on mission. The enemy uses oppression and brokenness to try and shrink us back. But when we get breakthrough, when we get growth, then we're so ready to launch into mission. We're so ready to go, God, you've done this for me. You can do it for someone else. Listen, that's my life story. That's why the mission of God is so important because this church on mission reached my life, reached my heart and saved me. And I'm alive today because of it. And I'm so thankful for it. And I feel that that's where God's seated mission in my heart. If he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. If God can break into my life, he can break into anyone's life. And when God begins to heal you and make you whole, you're so willing to say, God, I want to do that for someone else. I want to be part of the answer. I'm prophesying right now, by the way. I don't plan this at all. But I feel like some of you need to hear that in your heart. We're not going to negate your own need for breakthrough. We're not going to put aside your needs that you have in your heart just to serve the vision. It's both ends. Because as you get breakthrough, guess what? You're willing to take a bigger step of faith next time. Because you know that you know that you know that God is a God who is redeeming and restoring our lives. And He wants to do that across the planet. Oh, do you believe that with all your heart? I do. Now, the world needs it. The world needs a lot more churches. And so does our city. Our city needs more churches. We still have so many people who don't have a reality of Jesus Christ right now. It's not churches getting threatened by other churches planting because we need them on every corner because there are people to reach. There are people in our city, so many, who don't know Jesus right now. And it's the local church heart to reach out and make sure that we connect with people and give them a chance to receive the truth of Jesus Christ. So we need more churches in our city that people could consider eternity. I've said this, I'll say it again as I come towards the end. Church planting, it's not a new idea. Right now it seems a popular thing, but I feel like God is just reigniting again in His church the spirit of planting and reaching out and being on mission. It's not a new idea. Jesus mandated it. Jesus gave it to His church. Jesus is the one that said, spread out. We were promised the Holy Spirit for this very purpose, to reach more lives. So it's not a new idea. It's not man's idea. It's not a, a good idea. It's got to be God's plan. That's God's idea. But we do it because of obedience to Him. And so we hold that in our hearts. Will you stand with me as I pray this morning? Lord, as your people, we desire to live in your will and your desire for our lives. We thank you that you have plans and purposes for our church. We know your heart is that all people would come into the fullness of a relationship with Jesus. Lord, would you refresh in our hearts again by the power of the Holy Spirit, the mission of God to reach out into all the world and make disciples. Holy Spirit, would you take this message and the vision from today and would you place the yes in the hearts of our people? Lord, I acknowledge the many natural questions that people have today. I realize that. But I ask that the vision we have shared would seed within each life and each heart. 
and would go on to bear much fruit for your kingdom. Lord, as a church, as we walk in obedience to your calling to go into all the world, we give thanks in the knowledge that your favor would rest upon us. Lord, we desire to be a church and to continue to be a church that is always reaching out to expand your reach in the world. We thank you that vision unifies us. The vision to reach more people comes from your heart, not from man's idea. Help us to keep that part of the vision always fresh in our hearts and at the center of all that we do. Holy Spirit, would you be the one that would help to remind us that it's all about the mission of God to reach the world that he so desperately loves. Father, you would speak into every heart, every life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.